the story of when after the defeat in the eye and Yeshua davens to Hashem and Hashem tells him that the reason is because somebody stole from the Khairim and as a result it caused a certain amount of anger against Klai Yisrael and that's why Hashem tells Yeshua that until such time as he's punished the one guilty so the Yisrael won't be successful so what's the obvious question so what you should want Hashem to tell him is who's the culprit? Who was the one who stole from the Khairim? And uh, in fact, Chazal actually make this dialogue. And they say, Yeshua says to HaKadosh Baruch Hashem, so tell me, who's the one who stole from the Khairim? And I'll know to punish him. And Hashem's response to Yeshua, amazing, he says, do you think I'm going to tell you Lashon Hara? And I'm not going to tell you who it was. So how's Yeshua meant to discover the identity of the person stole from the Khairim. So we have to prosecute Gimel. Hashem tells him, Kum Kadesh Yisrael, prepare the people. Va'amarta, hiskaj shulamacha, prepare yourselves for tomorrow. Yikayamara Hashem elekei Yisrael. Khairim bakir b'cha Yisrael. Somebody has broken the Khairim in your midst, Klai Yisrael. Le'esucha lakum yitneivecha adhar yisirichem ha'chairim bakir b'chem. You won't be successful in defeating your enemies until you remove the Khairim. Or in this case, the person who's been over in the Khairim. So what, how are we going to find out who that is? So you will be assembled tomorrow based on your Shevet. And there will be a way of determining out of the Shvatim which Shevet is the, so to speak, has within their ranks the guilty person. Each Shevet is broken into a number of families within the Shevet. And the Mishpacha Shevet Kedeno Hashem take of the bottom individual homes in that, in, within that big family unit. And then out of the, the, the house, in, so to speak, which Hashem has picked out as being the one who's guilty, so then you, it will be decided between the men of that house. And eventually it's going to uh, narrow down the options until just one person. And now, what's the punishment for the person who was he should be burnt. Oisev is called Shalai, him and everything which belongs to him. Ki over is Pris Hashem, Ki Asan the Vada be Israel. So we see that there are actually two different causes for the punishment. We have to explain both of them. Number one, he, he went against the covenant of Hashem. Number two, he did something which was in the Vada, which was something which is, shouldn't be done, so to speak, within Ka Israel. So Vedashim will still explain what were the two different aspects of the Avera, and that's why what the punishment was Mila Kanegad Mila for each one. But how is Hashem going to narrow down, so to speak, through, from the whole of Kaisal to the Shavit, to the family, to the house, to the individual? What was the method that was used? So then Mufashim gives a number of options. The one which is the Gemara talks about is that they used the lottery. They used the lottery and uh, out of Il Dushvatim, they chose one Shavit out of twelve. Out of when that shevet, which was the shevet of Yehuda, was chosen, so they chose from the families of Yehuda. It was done by lottery. Another mahalach, which is brought down here in the Mefarshim, is something else we found a number of times was used in Tanakh to try and identify uh, somebody who was chosen by Hashem for whatever reason it was, and that was to walk them in front of the Aaron Kodesh. And we found a number of times that was the method used, and somebody who was, so to speak, 
held by the Aaron Kodesh, you couldn't move. So that would be the one that, so to speak, uh, was shown that Hashem wanted that individual for, in this case, a punishment for whatever it would be. It was Niklaf, but it wasn't change of color. Sometimes you find that also. But here the Lashem is Yil Hashem. Which means Hashem catches him, Hashem traps him, so to speak. So either it was he was one chosen by lottery, or he was one that would be trapped by the Aaron Kodesh. The third Mahalach brought down, at least as far as the Shvatim goes, is to look at the Rimitunim. As we know, each Shavit had a stone, which lit up, and the Shavit whose light was less, was less luminescent, was more dull than the other ones, so you could see that Shavit had made a mistake. The problem with that Mahalach, which is brought down also here by the Mephoshim, is that helps us as far as the first step, knowing which Shavit it is. But we don't find a way of using the Urimitunim to determine more than that. And therefore, the Al-Baghrad said that even if they used the, the Urim Batumim as the way to determine which the Shavit was, they would have to use one of the other methods and to narrow it down within the manner of that Shavit to the individual it was that was guilty. Now, let's go back to the question we asked before. Because now that we've seen the method which was used, there's an obvious question. And that is, if the method which we meant to use here to punish the person who starts from the Khairim was anything that Basin could do, the Sanhedrin of Yosha, which was given to people to punish, it wasn't Shaykh over here. We know the rule of punishment in Basin is you need number one, Hashra, and number two, Adim. Right? Anytime you want to kill somebody or punish somebody within the framework, the jurisdiction of Basin only extends to cases where number one, the person was warned, whether or not he knew it was right or was wrong. But the halakh is you have to warn him. The Gemara said maybe he forgot or maybe he wasn't aware of it at the time he was doing it. So he has to be warned. And number two, we need Adim. Right? Any other form of evidence isn't admissible in, in, in the Pasha's case. Not circumstantial evidence and not uh, his own admission. When the case we're talking about, there was no Asura and there was no Adim. So really, based in, don't have the ability to execute judgment in the case of, of the Khairim. Not only that, they don't have a way of finding out who it was either. Because even admission, which later on we're going to see, that the Achan, who was a guilty party, admitted, right, the man said that's not acceptable. He does, a person can't make himself a Russia. And therefore, in the rules of Basin, there wasn't much they could do. Which means, it's going to need something out of the norm for what Basin are allowed to do. I mean, killing somebody based on the result of a lottery, right, isn't, a, isn't something the Torah talks about. If that's what they were going to do, then there was obviously a specific Herod show, which means Hashem told him, this is the way you're going to kill somebody here, like the past success. You're going to do this process in order to identify the one who's guilty, and then you're going to kill him. You're going to burn him, like the past success, for what he did wrong. So you have to put this in the category of Herod show. Something and which the book can dictate that? That, that is what Nebu is all about. And Nebu can do that, for sure. The, 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 that's what Nebu is meant for. It's in specific instructions to the Navi in these circumstances. But this comes back to the question I asked before. And that is, if, it, if it's already a, a punishment based on extenuating circumstances, prophecy, number one. Number two, the way we're going to identify the person who was guilty is also going to be through an unusual means of identification. We don't normally try to look for a criminal by making a lottery. Right? Why? Because in a normal case, there's no guarantee that if you make a lottery, you're going to come up with the right person. Right? If we're going to just randomly make, say, okay, one, somebody here did it wrong, let's make a lottery to work out who it is. What guarantee is there that the person you get picked from, who gets picked by the lottery is actually the sinner? Someone has to get picked. And that's exactly what Chazal say, Ochen told Yosha. When Yosha went through the process of doing the lottery and eventually the trips fell on Ochen as being the one who was identified as, as the bearer, Ochen said to him, 
He said, that's not a fair way of, of deciding that I'm guilty. You know, in any life, somebody's going to get chosen. So it happened to be me. In the words of Chazah, in the Midrash, make a lottery between yourself and the Kohen Godel and Azar and one of you is going to get caught in the lottery also. Right? So why is it a fair way of deciding? And he's right. In normal circumstances, you can't decide by lottery who's guilty. That's just, a lottery is a random selection. So what, and what? What we have to say over here is that there was a certainty at the in it. Hashem told him, do the lottery because Hashem is going to guide that the person who's really guilty is the one who's going to get chosen by the lottery. So if that's the case, if anyway, this is an extenuating mesa which doesn't fit into the category of Mrs. Bastin. It's something which the Navi was commanded to do. If anyway, it's going to need a specific nace, so to speak, to identify who the criminal is, so what was Hashem's promise telling him directly? When you show us Hashem who's the one who's guilty, Hashem is not going to tell you Hashem. So, okay, so Hashem is not going to tell him. But Hashem is making it happen either way around. So what was the difference? What's the difference if it's coming with the, with the, within the, so to speak, province of Nubur, if it's a direct prophecy, Ochan sins, or Hashem makes a lottery, which he's going to make sure it comes out in Ochan. At the end of the day, it's still HaKadosh Baruch who's being used as a source of information. Right? In other words, if Hashem would have said to him, I'm not telling you, go look for Adam. And you should have looked for Adam and found Adam. Okay, then I understand. Hashem doesn't want to be the one to reveal to him who the identity of the, of the, of the sinner was. But if anyway it's coming back to Hashem, He's making it work within the, through determining who the lottery is going to fall out on. So my love can Hashem will tell him. What's the, why is the one more Lashon Hara than the other one? Is there a mind of Lashon Hara to have somebody figure it out by himself and that you don't actually say it? Chavitz Chaim says no. Chavitz Chaim says even if, I say, if once I say something which is negative, even if I didn't say the name of the person who was involved, and he, if the person I'm talking to can work on his own, it's still Lashon Hara. No, I understand. But let's take the case of Tehillus where I'm allowed to say it. Then I'm allowed to say straight. Yeah, there's no I don't remember such halacha that if in the case of Malad Sashnara, I have to try and say it in the way which you work it for yourself. Once there's a header to say it, and maybe there's an achiv to say it, depending on the case. Right, that's the first question. The second question is, is this always the case? In other words, in other cases through the Nabim, do we not find that Hashem identifies the, 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 who the, to the Navi who did the Navera? Alright, if the Navi is being given a message to go speak to the, whoever the Bar Avera was, Right, then Hashem told him straight who did something wrong. For example, when Nasna Navi comes to David, just as one of many examples, and he comes and gives him Musa after Maisel Bacheva, the Pshat is Hashem told Nasna David did something wrong, go give him Musa. When Shmuel comes to Shaul after he didn't kill Amalek, we're going to see in the third and a few weeks time, there's Hashem, that Hashem told him straight, I, I, I regret making Shaul the king because he didn't listen to me. Right, and we find this again and again. So we don't find that as in the realm of Nebuah, Hashem didn't tell the Navi what He wants the Navi to know. On the contrary, that was the Navi's job. Hashem gave him a message, and his job to go and give that message to the person that Hashem was directing it to. Okay, so if that's the case, why was the case over here different? Why over here, when Yeshua asks Hashem, please tell me who the sinner is, so I can find Hashem, Hashem doesn't want to tell him. It's and her. What's the concept? So the insight is like this. The insight is like this. Really, there's a difference. We, start, we started to speak about this last week. There's a difference between an Avera which is done in the case where other people know about it and an Avera where no one else knows about it. Right? Like I said, an Avera where other people know about it. Besides for the Avera which was done, but there's a certain Chil Hashem involved as well. That people can see someone does an Avera. Now, in a case like that, so in a case where there was Nebuah, and Hashem is going to respond 
either by warning or by punishment to the Avera which was done. So it comes that the Avera is known. So Hashem will tell the lobby to go and tell the person straight. This is, you've done this wrong and this is what the punishment is going to be. Specifically, it's directed to the person themselves. They don't know they've done something wrong, and the Kharish Bokha knows they've done something wrong, so the Navi will be the, the agent to give Hashem's message to that person. What made the case over here by often different, like we said before, is that Klai Yisrael didn't know what was wrong. Klai Yisrael weren't aware someone had stolen from the Kharim, and that's what they didn't understand what they lost. Now, for Yeshua to come along and say, it was revealed to me, so to speak, Hashem told me that there was, this was the Avera, and this is the person who did it, you're going to see in the context that was called Lashon Hara. We'll explain why in a minute. But what did Hashem want to do? That Klayashor should all see how, how, how the, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing who's going to be chosen. In other words, it wasn't Hashem wasn't going to tell them who it was. They had no way of finding out on their own. But when Klayashor all saw it, Ali Degorah, so then they could all see the, that Kilo, it was being orchestrated, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided who it was. It wasn't that Yeshua came back with the name. Just saying this is what Hashem told me. What's the difference? That's what I said before. In a case where when that very happened and it's clear who did it. For example, with the mitzvah to destroy Amalek was a mitzvah on the king. He was responsible. He was leading the battle. If it wasn't, if it didn't happen, not all the animals got killed, the king or Gag didn't get killed, so then it's clear where the blame lies. It lies with Shul. It lies with Shul. If Hashem is going to send a message to Shul, no one's going to say, how do you know it Shul? Or why is Hashem revealing the identity of the person who did the very? It's clear who the person was. If there was no very, it's clear who did it. And as always, by all the kings, if, if they were responsible for the state of the Jewish people, or whatever decisions they made, so of course, they're going to take the responsibility. And Hashem will send the Navi to the king, because you're responsible. What made the case of Achan different, I'm sorry, let's go back to other example, it's Pashat. Right? The story of Bathsheba, of course, Davi knew he was responsible. And whoever else knew the story knew that as well. That it involved him. What makes the case here different is they don't have the identity of, the, of who did Daver. Somebody within the ranks of Klai did Daver. So that Hashem doesn't want to reveal. When the Balavera is known, Hashem doesn't have a problem telling the Novi, go tell him that he's done something wrong, go tell him to travel, or go tell him he's going to get punished, depending on what the Novi was. Because the identity of the person who did Daver was known. Masha'enken over here, the identity of the person who did Daver wasn't known. And therefore, for Hashem to reveal, so to speak, in the Novi, this is the name of the Balavera, this is the name of the person who did it wrong, that's Begadah Lashmahar. And therefore, even though Hashem is going to bring it out, but He's going to do it in a way where the whole of Klaishal can see that it's being orchestrated by Hashem to find who the person was. It's not like HaKadosh Baruch is privately telling the Navi who, 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 who was the one who broke the Kharim. Okay, so that's the, the first point. There's a second point here also. And that is, Chazal also say, and that is, it could have caused a suffix on the Goyal, on the accuracy of Goyal. Because Hashem wants the Goyal. Because when it comes to dividing areas to show, like we're going to see in a few chapters' time, the method Hashem uses to, to, to show each Shavit which their apportioned part of Eretz Yisrael is, is all their Goyal. And once again, there would be a marker for people to complain. Like the Basak says, there would be a marker for people to complain and say, it's not fair, it's not the part we wanted. Right? You heard it, maybe they didn't want to have the naked desert. Maybe they wanted the fertile uh, plains of the Galil. Right? And they could say, it's not fair. Goral, someone's going to get anything, so we don't want the Khaliq we got in the Goral. Where's the sign that the Goral is run up Hashem? At least in the time of Yeshua, 
The girdle is general Hashem, and it's not a random selection that somebody has to get each part, and it just happened to be you. It's exactly orchestrated by Hashem, and this should be, um, this is how it should work based on girdle. So that's already here. We see Akadosh Baruch Hu uses the girdle as a way of showing that it's not a random chance. It's exactly orchestrated. And when that was shown, was that when, when, when the girl appointed to Achim as being the one who did the Avera, he admitted it. Now, if you're going to work with statistics, the random chance of, out of a nation of 600,000 men, more, right, of the girl working out to the person who actually did the crime is minute. It's like winning the lottery. Right? It's, a, it's a tiny chance. Either what? It was meant to show that Kodesh Baruch works with, that the Hashem works with the girl. He makes it come out the way it's meant to come out. And that's why the, 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 the second reason, besides the fact that Hashem didn't want to reveal the identity to assure privacy, it was much better done in a setting where everybody saw together. It wasn't a kid of private uh, revelation to Yeshua, which might have been considered Lashon Hara. The other point of this was to show that the girl is accurate. That Kodesh Baruch is uh, in charge and he's, so to speak, directing the way the girl is going to come out. Okay, that's what we wanted to talk about today, and that is the how Hashem wants to identify the who the Balavera was. But Hashem tomorrow we'll talk about actually no. Um